welcome to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to be talking all about Season 4, the rewards, the new ledgers, some new accessibility stuff, and some stories from you, your feelings, my stories, all that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hall podcast. But first, I want to thank the patrons who were supporting this podcast. They are the ones supporting the tools and the software, the supplies that I need to make this podcast as good as it is for you, the listeners who uh, want to, to get your daily Sea of Thieves news. So thank you to Chateau Neuf, Cosmic Johnson, El Jefe Esteban, Trickster, Jabaro5, Kazia the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Munchie, Registella, Rust Belt Kid, TN Professor, Vibralux, Big Bad. Pad, Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Davram TV, Fergatron, Skinny, Matt, Straw Hat, Connor, Windsor, Chris, and Zam. Wow, thank you so much for your support. It means the world to me. And I just, I wanted to thank you for this. Uh, we're going to be doing a patron slash discord viewing uh this week i think we're going to be doing peter pan the disney original uh that's going to be on the 16th of september so if you want to watch along and sit down with some of the podcast uh listeners in the discord head over to the show notes you'll see a link for the discord join up and then on the 16th i believe that's going to be earlier in the day we're testing out a different time so uh check the discord if you want to know when we're going to be watching that again we're going to be watching the original Peter Pan film as we continue down our journey of watching piratey stuff together. So with that, let's get into the show. First up on today's docket, I want to dive into the October being Disability Awareness Month. Uh, right now is the time where people are talking about their uh, disabilities and accessibility in games. And Xbox is helping celebrate this awareness by putting out an accessibility showcase that came out for uh, those that are interested. It's a 40 minute showcase that doesn't show any games. It just shows you some of the different things that they're going to be doing in the coming future with Xbox to help enable those who have disabilities but still want to join in with the fun. Uh, one of the coolest things that I think I noticed about this was that Sea of Thieves did get a showcase in this. Uh, they've talked about this um, a few times in the past and they did mention that as of March 2018 when it launched, there have been 39 updates as of September 2021 that have contained accessibility improvements to the game. And this is anywhere from auto float to auto run to text to speech or speech to text to even uh, converting languages into your native language. If you're not speaking the language that someone else is uh, talking, it will actually convert it into your language as well. And keybind options, uh, inverting axes, virtual keyboards, recentering the mouse, uh, disabling controller input on PC, single stick navigation. These are all different things that have come to see a thieves already, and they are continuing to add new features each time. This most recent update, I did want to talk about the new feature that has come to the game, which is uh, text to speech or, or navigation narration. So when you have the feature turned on when it says, let my game speak to me, uh, that is in the settings and accessibility. So you in on PC, you're going to have to open up the Xbox console app uh, if you still have that installed to be 
be able to turn this on. On uh, Xbox, you should be able to navigate to it in your settings through accessibility. Uh, once you have that feature turned on and you go into the game and in accessibility, turn on uh, navigation narration. What it'll do is when you were sailing or when you were using a compass, you can choose to either have it call out the direction that you're heading or continuously call it out every second or so. Uh, I tested this out on my own. It works like a charm. Um, the big thing with this is that if you were working with someone who has low sight or is sight impaired, uh, you can then give them a direction and a rough estimate of how far they have to go in that direction to be able to navigate to a place. So if you want to tell them to head over to the tavern, you can tell them that from the dock, it is roughly 30 steps in a northeast by east direction. And that will help them uh, be able to navigate that without having to necessarily follow someone who's playing an instrument or uh, telling them which way to turn left or right and navigate that way. Uh, you can now use the compass to help guide yourself in a better situation. So I really like this feature. I'm hoping that we'll find uh, some feedback from this to, to discern whether or not it's going to work out best for people who need it or who are utilizing it. Um, if you've had some experience with this, I'd love to get your feedback on this as well. One of the things that I did want to talk about, though, is that uh, Sea of Thieves has put in a a new page directly on their website so if you head over to seeathies.com forward slash accessibility uh, you should be able to get to the page where it will list off all of the different things that they have but also offer a place in the feedback section uh, at the very bottom you can actually request a feature they they posted about this on twitter uh, they want to make sure that people who have disabilities or have an idea for something that might improve the the play uh, the play style of someone who has a disability. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just think this would be a really good idea. You can now head over to see if uses website and actually put in that uh, accessibility feature request a lot easier. This is th something that has been going on in the past, but it's generally been something that you have to do in the forums. And while that is still how you have to go about this, at least they have kind of a centered focus for it. I really appreciate that uh, sea Thieves is actually doing this. I think it's great that they're partnering with uh, Xbox to really kind of focus in on Disability Awareness Month in October. It is also Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October. So there's uh, plenty of causes to be really kind of focusing on. And I like that we have different months to kind of make sure that we're drawing attention to this so that we can see improvements from the companies that we are supporting, especially considering uh, we have been playing Sea of Thieves for a very long time. And as they generally say on a lot of the, the Xbox um, marquee stuff when when it comes to accessibility it's it's their belief that when everybody plays we all win and i love that i think that's a really cool thing to to kind of hold fast to so uh this is i'm going to leave links in the show notes so if you if you have an idea like one of the ideas I, I think would be great is if there was a tone marker every time uh your your iron sight or your your cannon uh crossed in front of something that you could attack like a skeleton or an ocean crawler or something uh, uh every time it crossed across that you would get a beep uh whether it be one note or continuous it would let you know that that thing is in the site in that if you fire it will actually hit that thing or roughly in the area where that thing was uh when you when you fired the the cannon or when you fired the gun so uh like i was mentioning i'm gonna put a link to not only the uh accessibility showcase because i think if you guys have an hour and you want to listen to some of the the features that are coming not only to the xbox store uh but also some of the things that they plan on doing for halo infinite uh we just recently got done with the halo infinite test 
class flight this weekend. I had a lot of fun in it. Um, they're going to be bringing a lot of accessibility to Halo Infinite to try and make sure that that is accessible to as many people as possible because uh, a lot of us are enjoying the gameplay right now. So uh, they talk about that. They also talk about Xbox Copilot, which is a really cool program that they're doing, and also how they're working on doing um, neurodiversity hiring, which is a really it's it's not something many people really think about, uh, but it is definitely something that will help enrich kind of the the work life of those who are looking to work and happen to be neurodivergent. Um, it's something that not anyone plans on. No one ever expects to live their life this way. Um, and it's just kind of cool. It's just really, it's kind of, it's really heartwarming to, to have moments like this where you see a company who could just be a, a, you know, selling you a product, make a product, buy the product, use the product until you die. And then you're done, uh, kind of creating these programs. You know, I, I, I see this, uh, with a company that I work at and it's, it's cool to see that, but with Xbox, it's nice to see that they are continuing to focus on this. I think this is something that, uh, other companies like, uh, Microsoft, Microsoft and Sony, or not Microsoft, um, who am I thinking of? Nintendo. I think Nintendo and Sony could really, really do better about uh, putting this stuff out front for, for people to see. Let let people know that this is something. You know. Now, bear in mind, don't trust companies. Companies are out to get your money. So we'll caveat with that. But it is cool to see that they're at least trying to make the lives of people who are taking their products uh, more accessible to everyone. So uh, again, links in the show notes uh for the the video uh i'm also going to toss in the link for the accessibility page too if you want to read over some of the things that rare has put in uh to to help out with accessibility so links in the show notes for those um and i think that covers what i was wanting to talk about with the with the accessibility hub for for this month so let's get into the actual ledgers it's a brand new month it's a brand new month in a new season, season four. And as a result, we have new ledger rewards. Hopefully, hopefully you guys took this last month to really focus in and make sure that you're getting your rewards for last uh, season because season three started off with the first new set of cosmetics for the different trade companies that were for your ship. So last month we got the uh, the cannons as well as the wheel for the different trade companies aside from Athena's Fortune. Athena's Fortune, we got the Blunderbuss and the Eye of Reach. This season, season four, at the start of October, brought out a new ledger reward. So now if you reach the top two tiers in the ledger, you're gonna be able to earn the capstan and the sales for each of the different trade companies, except for Athena's Fortune. Athena's Fortune has got the capstan in the wheel. The interesting thing about this is that with the Athena's Fortune, uh, it feels like maybe they put out the weapons a little too early, or maybe that the the uh, the the cosmetics that they had last time, the cannon and the wheel, were not quite ready. And they wanted to make sure that something got put out for those uh, for that trade company. So the Athena's fortune is starting off a little behind. They're doing things a little differently and they're giving away the uh, capstan, the, the uh, magpie's glory capstan and the magpie's glory wheel. Now, these are. Uh, very much like the Ferryman cosmetics. So if you're familiar with the Athena's Fortune Ferryman set or the Ghost set, uh, the Athena or the Magpie's Glory is a white alternative recolor of that set. Uh, so it looks okay 
I, I would imagine if you kind of bleached out the ghost set, we that's kind of what we're going to be expecting. So uh, those are now started for uh, the next three months. So you got three months to work on each month is an opportunity to earn these cosmetics. If you don't earn it in the first month, you always have November. And then if you don't earn it in November, then you always have December. And then after December, uh, that's when the end of the season will will transition into the next season five. And with CJ, we talked about this. We're not quite sure how that last season, the end of the season is going to work out. So we're not quite sure. So I would very much recommend that you try to get your ledgers done in October when it's the least busy for the rest of the fall when it comes to other games. So with the other trade companies, the other trade companies are giving away the capstan and the sales. For Gold Hoarder, Order Souls, Merchant Alliance, and Reaper's Bones, you're going to be earning the Masked Renegade capstan and sale for the Reaper's Bones. They look great. You're going to earn the Merchant Ambassador capstan and sales for the Merchant Alliance, which I, I got to say, the Merchant Alliance stuff looks amazing. They've got this eagle on top of the capstan that looks like a hood ornament and they've got the the sales the merchant ambassador sales have a uh, the the typical anchor and chain on the front of the sales it is the most i would say um um you know what i'm blanking on the company that's uh coming out the the hey side note here i just remembered it's the grand maritime union i remembered uh, the order of souls um are going to be getting the relic of darkness which I didn't realize was called the Relic of Darkness, but it makes sense when you look at the actual sales for these because it has a skull with a bunch of little uh, feathery headdress bits on it. And the uh, the Relic of uh, Darkness capstan uh, very much looks kind of very ritualistic, voodoo style. Looks cool. I, I, I love that. The ones that I'm really looking forward to, though, are the Gold Hoarders. And that's the Tribute Peak capstan in sales because... If you guys remember, we got the Tribute Peak cannons last time. And I don't know if anyone really talked about this. I didn't talk about this because I didn't think about it. But the cannons are really cool because it has what looks like the Gold Hoarder's skull reaching around the, the mouth of the actual cannon. And it is gold and green. And those are two colors that I think really, really just they really pop when you put them onto a cannon. So if you get a chance, if you have these, go stick them on. Let me know what you actually think about these because I really like these. But this month, this season... Uh, where we have the opportunity to earn the Tribute Peak uh, Capstan and the Tribute Peak Sales. Um, so I, I like the sales less on the Gold Hoarder uh, set than compared to, say, like the Merchant Alliance or the Reaper's Bones ones. But either way, make sure that you're getting out there. Put up your emissary. Keep an eye out for Reapers uh, and try and get these rewards. I think I, I played a little bit today with uh, Big Bad Pad, Super Pack, and Admiral Ors. We were swapping off on an, uh, a Brigantine. We managed to get a Fort of Fortune done, and we managed to get the uh, Lorena quest done that was part of the Shrines update. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that, I think, later on i don't want to dig too deep into lore if people haven't had an opportunity uh but at some point soon this month we're i'm probably going to have some guests on where we can dive deep into the lore of all those journals and really kind of suss out what's really going on uh but needless to say i really like the whole whispering plague stuff that they're getting into with the lore books beautiful chef's kiss uh but into the ledger rewards they're going to be available for the next three months you can earn them at least have an opportunity to earn them once per month just make sure that you get out there you turn in stuff with your legendary uh ledgers or with your emissary ledgers um, i'm already in the tier two rank for 
the Merchant Alliance and I'm already in the tier three rank for Reaper's Bones and that was after one session. So not hard. You can definitely do it. You just want to make sure that you focus on it this month. Don't forget about it. Don't let it sit until the last end of the month. You don't want to miss out on these cosmetics. Season four is now upon us. It has been going on for a little over a week now, and I'm already up to rank 74 in my renown. Uh, a, a few people have already finished it up. A lot of people have been working on making sure that they earn everything. But I wanted to touch on the different cosmetics that we got, because I think that this month especially is probably one of the best or not this month, but this season is one of the best seasons for cosmetics that we have gotten. So uh, I want wanted to take out some of the different pieces that I found the season pass that I wanted to kind of touch on as my favorite because if I'm being honest there's a lot of good stuff I love the idea that we're getting the Siren's Wrath set that we're getting a Wicked Web set but we're also getting a uh, a Harvest kind of Jackalooter uh, set as well too it feels like we've been really really just kind of thrown a whole bunch at us not including like the olives uh, uh olive sovereign set i think that came this season uh that you can still purchase in the the normal clothing shop but uh a few things that i wanted to drag out of the season pass that i wanted to uh, kind of talk about were really cool. So uh, right off the bat, the vulnerable weapon pose. This is in the plunder pass at level one. It's the first thing you can get. I really like the vulnerable state of it because this is uh, a time where we've had a lot of victorious poses. But with the the holidays, with uh, Halloween upon us, uh, it was cool to kind of get these spooked kind of sets where it kind of looks like we're afraid of what's going on um, and I would love to see some folks kind of take some of these uh, scary or scared different uh, uh, kind of looking around scared of what's going on weapon poses and what they can do with different enemies to see uh, especially during the the different uh, or the event that's coming on the 7th uh, to actually see like what's going on so when you actually get out there and you're working on uh, the the different skeleton smashing event that that's actually going to be you know get some good photos with that uh, the next one that I wanted to talk about that actually comes up on the 20th tier in the free tier that's the locked up gloves these are really cool I like these. I like the fact that it looks like you escaped from a prison. I really like that uh, that they're just one of a set. I'm hoping that there's more to it at some point that we'll actually get those. Uh, and then I wanted to talk about um, the Siren Wrath liveries. These start off with, I believe it is 15. Uh, if you don't count the actual flag, the flag starts on 10, but the sales uh, start off with 15 and it goes up from there. Um, I really like the Siren's Wrath set. It's beautiful. It's got really great colors. And the tattoo set actually really looks awesome too. It makes you look like you're a siren or you have the markings on your body that look like a siren as well too. I've already seen a really cool underwater pose where they did like a Ariel and Eric uh, sitting on one of the, the seats that you find down in the shrines where you get the little bottles of uh, Listerine. Uh, I really like those. So the next one is actually, uh, and I kind of mentioned this too, but the, the tattoo set, that's actually on uh, tier six. So the next one that I wanted to, to touch on, I believe, is on... 46. So this is actually a pirate legend one specifically, and this is the uh, cursed adventurer cutlass. This is the I didn't ask to be cursed cutlass uh, that looks like Briggsy's mask on the hilt of a gold blade. It has a lot of ornament to it. 
Uh, I really like this. A gem-studded, gold-bladed weapon inspired by the legend of Captain Briggsy. It never asked to be curved. Uh, I love that. I think it's a, a beautiful blade. It's a huge blade. I'm not going to lie. This thing is as big as the Dark Adventurer one that I think we got last season uh, as well, too. Next on the, uh, the thing that I wanted to talk about was actually... They're both on Renown level 60, and that one of them is the Plunder Pass. It is the Jacko Looter Cutlass. We talked about this last week. It is that uh, Im Im implement perfectly suited to scything through your enemies and harvesting their loot. Uh, this is the scythe-looking style of uh, Jacko Looter Cutlass. It's going to be really beautiful with the Jacko Looter costume at the very end of the season pass. And then the Capstana Candles. Uh, this one I really like. And there's a little bit of interest to it because on the actual anchor uh, portion of it that raises up to indicate when the anchor's raised or lowered, there are little etchings that look like they're skeleton ruins. And some people have done a little digging and I think they found out that one of them says uh, potentially cap. The other one I think potentially says fire. Uh, they're kind of hard to see because the actual fire itself uh, from the lanterns is so bright. The one issue that I had the one thing that would have made this the the most perfect piece ever this capstan i absolutely love because the little candles on there are super bright but they don't actually admit light they just have a flame so if you were to stand in front of it it wouldn't actually illuminate your pirate but if you go over to a lantern a lantern would actually illuminate your pirate so i kind of wish that the flames actually emitted light the way that lanterns do that being said the the candles themselves are bright enough that i really like the aesthetic of them the only other thing that i would change about these is that you could douse them with water and actually light them with your lantern so if you could actually walk around the the capstan and light up the different ones or light them all up at once but if you threw water on the top of the capstan uh, or if it got damaged they would actually be doused uh, that's the only thing i would really change about that but i mean all things considered i think the capstan of candles is probably my favorite piece so far out of the entire season pass uh the jackalooter wheel is the next little bit that one actually comes in on 70 that one is the the little scarecrow that is on the uh the jackalooter plunder pass uh tier set the one problem with this is that currently there is a bug with it where the anchor point for your hands when you grab the wheel is at the base of the actual capstan in the geometry. It's not actually appropriately tagged to grab each of the different spokes of the wheel. So it looks like your arms are super long and they just kind of disappear when you actually grab it. You don't actually see your hands when you're turning the wheel. So hopefully that'll get fixed in an update soon. Uh, we did get a hot fix that I'm going to cover. Uh, as many of you have probably been aware that something was wrong in the game that ended up getting fixed with this hot patch uh, or hot fix. So I did like that. Uh, that's at 70. Um, I think the next one was actually on 90 believe it or not and jump all the way up to 90 and you've actually got the uh free tier the banjo of banishment this just looks really adorable i i love it because it looks like it has a ouija board or like runic symbols or kind of a a ritual um, um laid out on the actual face of the banjo uh really cute uh, and then I think the last one actually goes all the way to level 90, where you're running into two things. You've got the Plunder Pass Jackalooter costume, which I think is beautiful. And then the Pirate Legend reward for it is Wanda's Spyglass. And this is a white and red aesthetic for a spy.
spyglass. It has a, a red lens, which I'm assuming actually shows red. I haven't seen it yet because I'm still only at 74, but I'm looking forward to getting it and checking out the different runes that are actually on it. The image shows a couple uh, skeleton runes on it. Um, if I'm saying that right, I'm probably not, but that's okay. You guys know me. Uh, and I, and I, I, I like this. I, I think this is one of the best seasons. I really, really genuinely think this season is amazing. I love the siren, uh, set of cosmetics that we got with it. The wicked web set is decent. I'm curious to see how the cosmetics for the equipment and the cannons come when we start working on the, uh, new environment or not the uh, new environment, the new event that's coming. Um, that's something that's going to be coming out on the 7th. Uh, that is called the Fury of the Damned, if I recall. Yes, it is the Fury of the Damned. Uh, you get parts from the Wicked Web set for earning favors for the Build Rats. Uh, and they're going to be having a community event like we talked about last week, where you have to smash a certain amount of skeletons to be able to unlock uh, the other parts of that set too. So uh, I love these. Also make sure that you're out there getting the Twitch drops. We found out that there are Twilight Hunter set Twitch drops that are uh, currently going on right now. There should be more going on for the rest of the season and make sure that you're tuning in to watch partnered streamers for those. All right, next up on today's docket, the release notes for patch 2.3.0.1. Uh, this is the hotfix that came in last Monday or Tuesday. I believe it was last Tuesday. This hotfix was to help kind of uh, fix some of the things that were going on with the different sunken merfolk statues. But the biggest thing that this fixed was the breath of the sea or the Listerine bottles that you get from the coral messages in a bottle that show up predominantly in shipwrecks if you're hunting those down don't worry about jumping from island island they can show up on islands but the most luck that i found have actually been inside shipwrecks uh, so head over to shipwrecks look for the messages you're you're going to have a much easier time finding these for the commendation you have to find 30 that is too much. That is literally double the amount that I think you need to do for this. Just trying to find those messages in a bottle for 15 was already tough enough. And the reason I say 15 is because this hotfix came in and changed it so that the breadth of the sea at trading companies would now increment instead of two back down to its original one. So anyone that completed those on two Good for you for getting it done in the reasonable amount of time. I think for folks who were looking to get the coral curse and try and make sure that they uh, take care of this before it becomes too hard to find these because more stuff gets introduced to the game all the time and it's hard to find, you know, uh, chests of uh, rage or uh, chests of uh, sorrow or sorrow. No, uh, what is it? The the the, the tear chest. I can't think of what it's called. Uh, chest of sorrow. Trying to find those. Em it, it, like emergently out in the world is much tougher you generally have to go hunting down emergent skeleton captains on islands and then get their uh, actual voyage and then dig up what they've got there i will say that if you do kill an emergent captain chances are that that vo that message in a bottle that they drop or, or the orders that they drop uh, will actually have a dig site on the actual island that they were on so it's less less of a pain to get one and have it randomly kick you out to a different island so uh, i will say that that was was a nice improvement but getting back to the point selling a breath of sea to any trading company representative will now correctly increment 
the seeker of C commendation. I really think that this needs to be brought down to 15. I think having people go out and try and find 30 was just a little too tough uh, for the for the enjoyment, especially for the the sweats. Like you know, some of the streamers, not too much of a problem for the hardcores. It was it, it was pretty tough to try and get these knocked out. And I, I will say that it in future people probably won't focus on this too much. So I think making it easier for people to actually do it is probably in uh, just a nice thing. I, th I think it'll be a nice thing for people, but that's just my personal opinion. It's set at 30. People are going to get it no matter what. So if you got it before, awesome. If you didn't, I'm sorry, you're going to have to do it the intended way. Uh, in this case, um, Rare was nice enough not to do anything to any of the people that got it done prior and make them have to go out and farm another 15 so the the other thing about this was uh they basically went in and fixed a couple of the things there was one shrine of the coral tomb that had a hole in the roof allowing people to swim into the environment uh i believe the ancient tears still has it there's still a, a place where there's a hole in the roof uh, that is is tough to find, but if I can get a photo or a video of it, I'm probably going to need to submit that so that they can actually patch that because I thought it was just a way to get out. I didn't realize that I was going through the geometry when I did it and I had to find my way back into the shrine because I wasn't done yet. Uh, but yeah, that is still still an issue. So um, hopefully you guys aren't getting stuck in geometry uh, like the skeleton lord that happened uh, today when I was working on a Fort of Fortune because that, that we never got that skull. That skull is still stuck there. To this day the other thing that came in with this hot fix is that they you you should be uh experiencing blue beard errors when loading into the game less now and they they did say that they tried to improve the server stability reducing scenarios where crews are removed from a game session um this is still something that i've i've run into as of the hot fix but it's one of those things where i don't know if this was less frequent than i would have prior or if i got lucky or there's hasn't been really much of an issue with that for other people so hopefully you guys haven't had too many issues with this uh they are still working on the bailing water after or unable to bail water after a server migration and the uh, Legend of the Sunken Kingdom Voyage, where players are temporarily prevented from using the sunken merfolk statues to store quest items, such, such as chests and keys received while on the Legend of the Sunken Kingdom Voyage. If, that, if none of that made sense to you, basically, when you go out to do the Lorena quest... Uh, when you finish getting through all of the different shrines and you've completed all of the journals in each of the shrines, bear in mind that there are five journals per shrine and there are six shrines. So you need to get all 30 journals. Once you've done that, then you can go and purchase a quest from Lorena. This costs 50 doubloons and it will send you out to go do three more shrines. In each of those shrines, you need to find a breadcrumb trail that is literally gold coins to find a key. After you have this key, you will be able to place it into this coral chest that when you first got the voyage, you got a uh, an enchanted compass and that compass would have sent you to an island that island would have had a dig spot and when you dug it up you got this coral chest well this coral chest for the first time in the game we now have a chest that has three locks to it each lock has a key each key is in one of three shrines so 50 percent of the shrines you have to go do again to find this key to be able to unlock this chest once you've gone and unlocked this chest you will then get a item in it you can then take that item into another shrine 
to uncover a secret room that will then explain some more about what's been going on with all of the different journals. And again, I don't want to spoil it for people. That was a rundown of what you have to do. This is something that if you haven't done it yet, you at least have a basis for what you can expect going into this voyage. Uh, I was very, very happy to find out that today when I went to go do it, I was ready to go do the whole thing. Uh, when I put out into the Discord that I was looking for folks who were looking to go and actually do it, uh, I actually had Big Bad Pad, Space Admiral Ors, and CJ Super Pack uh, hit me up and say, hey, if you want to do it, we're on the last leg of that voyage. You can take Orz's spot because he's already done it. And I graciously accepted. Uh, we dove down and we went and I got to read the journal that is in the secret area that is associated with this quest. And it, it raises a lot of questions for me, but it also helps kind of fill in some of the blanks that happened with the ancients. Um, there's been a lot going on with that and I can't wait to dive into it. I'm going to hopefully get uh, the, the guys over at uh, uh, the Golden Sands blog post to come onto the show hopefully next week. And if that works out, then I would love to dive into the lore with them to kind of talk about some of the different stuff that that's been answered, but also any questions that it would have raised as a result of the, the new uncovering of this lore that always happens. You know, you get answers and then you start coming up with more questions. So I'm hoping to dive into that and explain a little bit of it and kind of break it down with them and some get some speculation on what this might lead into in the future for future events, because at this point, I have no clue. I have no clue what we're going to be doing in the future, but I'm really kind of excited now that we've seen some of this unraveling of the past uh, come out, and I'm, I'm really happy about that. So this is the, the Legend of the Sunken Kingdom voyage, uh, like I mentioned with the known issue. Don't put any of the stuff that pertains to that quest in the sunken merfolk statues. You will lose it from what I understand. I almost did it tonight. I almost did it. I almost stuck one of the things in the actual thing and I was told not to. And then I went and checked the patch notes. Sure enough. Yep. It says don't do it. Make sure that you carry that stuff out. Some of them you just have to swim out. Some of them you can take a little elevator up and get out from there. But uh, just make sure that you are being very careful with those quest items. Also, if you can, make sure that that quest item is, is tucked away in a good spot too. Because there's a good chance that with all of you going into these shrines to kind of see what's going on, there's a good chance uh, that you are, are going to get hit upon by someone out there sailing around. And you might lose that. And you don't want to lose that because there's no other way to get it the last thing with the known issues again comes down to the ranged and melee weapon hit detection this is still an area that they're actively working on improving making sure that players are getting uh hits when they hit and hits when they aren't intended to hit hit reg is still an issue um there's not much that can really be said about it it's the nature of the code at this point and unfortunately because of the nature of the servers and how they've designed the game it's just a, a constant problem that they're going to be tweaking and working on improving. Uh, I don't know that we'll ever get away from that, but just expect that your hits won't hit and make sure that you have enough ammo. <laughs> That's all I can really say. Sometimes you get the better end of a fight. Sometimes you don't. Uh, sometimes it's the game. Sometimes it's just players being better. And you got to take that in stride. You know, don't get upset. I got super salty the other day when I was sailing with Caleb because we were running around as Reapers. 
Uh, we portaled into a server. We saw two emissaries. One was out in the roar. One was out in the shores of plenty. We decided to go after the one in the roar first because it was the closest. Turned out to be a galleon Athena. When we sailed over the galleon Athena, they were level three. They booked it to Maros and they lowered their flag before we got there. Uh, we put a few shots into them. They got the upper hand and we managed to squeak away with our ship uh, without losing our flag. But because they dropped their flag, uh, we had no reason to really fight them. They had probably turned in most of the loot that they were working on, and we didn't have a flag, which is what we were going after that night because we wanted to get the little hats for the commendations for it. So we decided to sail over to the Shores of Plenty to actually go after that emissary. That emissary was very interesting because when we sailed over there, we found out that they were a level one merchant and they were at a shrine, and we couldn't understand why they were at a shrine for such a short amount of time or for such a long time because we had been watching them on the map and by the time we got over from the devil's roar over to the shores of plenty down by mermaid's hideaway to get towards this shrine where they were they booked it and when we went over we managed to intercept them before they got to gso out or golden sands outpost and when we were able to sink them we noticed that they had nothing on their ship absolutely nothing we just got their flag and granted it was only a level one merchant but it was still a flag that we wanted to do and just as we were about to leave i noticed a body out in the water far almost to golden sands outpost and i was like what the heck is that so i grab a cannon and i shoot over the body, the pirate, out in the middle of the water alone because we knew that this was a duo sloop. We knew that there were two people, but we only killed one with the actual sinking of the ship and I couldn't figure out where the other person was. And I saw him out in the distance and I don't know how I managed to, it was just complete coincidence that I saw him out there. And when I shot over him, I managed to kill him while he was swimming towards the outpost. And that's when I found out they had a chest of Athena's fortune with them. They were trying to swim an Athena chest into the outpost. And I was sitting there. Caleb and I were completely just flabbergasted. We couldn't understand what the heck was going on. Why, why did this chest happen to be on a level one merchant at a shrine? And we figured they must have been hiding it in one of those statues because we did find out. And this is news for anyone that may not know. But if you put a reaper's chest into one of those uh, shrunken mermaid statues, you can actually hide stuff in the mermaid's. Uh, in the merfolk that carry the clamshells on their back, you can hide stuff in them. And uh, reaper's bounties and reaper's chests, those get completely removed off of the game. Like they don't show up on the map when you put them in there. And I don't know, I don't know if that's intended, but that is a really interesting thing. If you want to have a reaper's chest and you want to hide it, you can stick it in one of those mermaids and they will take it off of the map until you're ready to come back and actually get it. Now, I have questions about how long loot stays in those voids where you can't see them anymore. I'm very curious about the refresh spawns for the actual shrines, the refresh rates for the treasuries, how long I, uh, uh, items will stay in the actual merfolk statues uh, in, in the, the shrines. Uh, I want to know how long that actually stays in there. So if you guys have done some CS science, I would love to get some feedback, some some ideas on times. Uh, I was able to confirm today, thanks to sales 
dealing with uh, Big Bad Pad and CJ, we were going after a Reaper 5 that spawned into the server. They were chasing after an Order of Souls. The Order of Souls was almost dead. We intervened, actually knocked uh, knocked the, the Reaper away, and the Reaper uh, booked it. They were leaving, and uh, the Order of Souls got away, and we started chasing after the Reaper. We actually managed to get the Reaper to portal just as we were about to actually get them. Like, we were just about to get them, and they managed to drop a portal and book it. And we did find out that, yes, in fact, it is true. If a emissary goes through a portal, they will drop a copy of their flag at the foot or the mouth of the portal. So if you do happen to uh, chase after someone in a portal, you will still get their flag, whether they're a Reaper or a regular trade company. Very cool that they're doing that. I appreciate that because you lose out on that, especially if you've been chasing after them uh, for a half hour after you spent an additional 15 minutes just sailing over to that area. But that's it as far as the the hotfix goes. Um, I did want to dive into your guys' thoughts about uh, the season so far. I put out a tweet on on uh or, or a, a tweet on twitter i don't know how better to say that other than i put out a tweet you guys responded so i wanted to dive into some of your thoughts about how season four is going for you Ahoy there, Pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any two vip books or use the affiliate link for green man gaming if you're a pc gamer or you'd like to save money on games it's one of the benefit of being a pc gamer head over to green man gaming you can get codes for steam epic any of the different stores that they have deals going on they have deals going on all the time and if you plan on buying there please consider using our affiliate link all of that goes straight to me through the network thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast it means the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show last item on today's docket let's dive into your thoughts about the season so far i put out the tweet asking for your feelings on this i got some great responses so i wanted to dive into these and give you guys an, an update so that rare has an idea because i know rare listens and i appreciate that it means a lot to me that they listen and i want to give them an idea about what you think about the season so far so trickster wrote in says i think the lore they added is some of the best in the game lore i hope they keep added lore like this to the game uh uh, let's see we've got madam orca uh wrote in and says uh loving this update i love the new wicked web set uh windsor chris wrote in not recycling cosmetics for rewards is a good move i'd like to see them complete ship sets started in the first three seasons i also like that they staggered the the start of the new emissary log better to overlap content than start it all at the same time uh, bushido responded to that and says if you're talking about the white bone crusher wheel or crystal Cra 
Kraken wheel. Uh, those are one-offs that aren't meant to have a set. In response to that, I think that those would be really interesting sets to kind of flush out in the future, though. Uh, core, vi vo uh, core virus, sorry, virus, uh, wrote in says, meh, overall, I'm sorry, I wish I had a little more detail on what you weren't enjoying. Uh, Joe Z wrote in says the world expansion and included lore is some of the best we've gotten since curse sales in my opinion not as excited for the plunder pass or season unlocks but those shrines are a plus content uh, Junkrat Jake says digging it since I'm more of a PVE guy this is right up my alley also surprisingly easy and profitable what's not to love uh, with a stone cold Steve Austin oh hell yeah uh, CJ Superpack sent, uh, wrote in, says, especially loving the treasuries. They feel like a fun take on forts without the exposure of the of a world event. Great to have more to do on the seas. And if I could just take a quick moment and talk about the treasuries. I love the treasuries. I think they are great little mini forts. I think that CJ does a great job of addressing something that is, is a real trouble in the Sea of Thieves. Everything that is uh, good at getting you gold outside of the vaults i think vaults are still one of the the most lucrative ways to earn gold uh are world events and to have things in the game that are quick easy pick up and go so you can go to any treasury in the sea there's three of them they're all centrally located towards the center of the map and anywhere you spawn you can generally get to a treasury within 15 minutes they take about 15 minutes to do and you can get at least 20 items per treasury there's 10 waves each wave consists of anywhere between three and six different enemies and there's a ton of disney sticks in there to help you take these out if you have one or two people with you uh, you can knock these out fairly quickly to the point where you're actually waiting for the next wave to start the one feedback i do hope that rare takes in is that during the next update i hope that you use the mermaid statues the 10 mermaid statues that are in each of these treasuries to indicate which wave you're on very similar to the tall tale four for a pirate's life to let you know how far along in the progress of the treasury you're in so that if you need to send someone back up to check on the ship they know halfway through at wave five that uh, the mermaid statue lights up that's a good indicator to go back up but generally you can finish these fast enough and even if you don't finish them fast enough the the loot that you put in the actual mermaid statue is just for you you can't get those unless you're part of the crew that actually did it and you have to tell the merfolk to release that treasure when you want so i really love the treasuries i think the treasuries are some of the best content that we've gotten and the shrines are a great way to take some of the the different things from the tall tales and add those to the game without having to be dead dedicated to a voyage you don't have to drop a voyager or add a voyage to your to your table to go out and do these um shabby from uh shameless shabby uh wrote in says i find myself just staring at the shrines as they're quite beautiful the coral and the glow from them i f i just feel like a moth flying into a light who had utterly surrendered to its beautiful or beauty i agree they're they're some of the best uh looking content that we've gotten in the world they're very very beautiful reminds me of how i felt when i first got onto like cannon's cove uh, let's see, um, Carlos or, or Carles, uh, MR, uh, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, it says just played a couple times since season four began. Liking it so far, the Sunken Kingdom is a great addition. Uh, Dave wrote, uh, season four rewards are the best yet, in my opinion. I still think the XP grind is too quick. Uh, I hit 87 in four days before New World released the and will come back for the start of the event i think the quality of the events will make or break season four 
And I agree. I think that is still one of the things that I would adjust. I would make if it takes that that less little of time to be able to get to uh, 84, then doubling the XP required to get the different uh, levels, I think would be okay. I think you could easily put it at maybe half 50% of what it, uh, an additional 50% of what it takes to get to season or to level 100 and spread that out throughout the entire uh, level 100 or 100 levels of the of renown and still make it a a good grind a, an achievable grind uh, x-ray lex uh, wrote in a couple times um, says overall good the shrines are a great addition and a lot of fun the cosmetics are good but i've got to the point now i can't manage them all with the current ui the whole management of pirate and ship cosmetics needs a rework to make it easier and save favorites etc plus as much as i love shrines they don't give any legendary rewards and again this element of the game has been neglected legends need something special to strive for and to progress with um Another thing that I think I am still kind of on the side where I'm okay with what we've got, uh, as much as I, I can see that X-Ray Lux does have a point, a very valid point, uh, I do think that the amount of Pirate Legends in the game far pales in comparison to the general um, group of people that are playing this game. And if I did have anything to go with that, I would say that I would like for there to be stuff for Pirate Legends so that there's a carrot at the end of the stick for pirates who aren't Pirate Legend. I think having something for people to look forward to, a, a visible thing to get because you were pirate legend isn't catering to the pirate legends but catering to the casuals who are playing the game once in a while and see that carrot at the end of the stick and think that's what's going to get me to play more uh, sea of friends wrote in which if you guys don't know sea of friends is another sea of these podcast out there uh with last call for lunch mrs lunch lady and darkest warhawk uh that meet each week they do another uh sea of thieves um podcast out there so if you guys are looking for more sea of these podcast content besides mine and um oh my god davram help me my brain uh pirate talk radio oh don't hate me on that. I'm sorry. Uh, Davram does the other podcast out there that I've seen continue on. That's actually continuing. Many of these start up, but a lot of them die off, but that's okay because everyone was home for a while, so they needed something to do. But see, friends wrote in, says, uh, shrines feel like a good way to make a quick buck. If you don't have much time to play, kind of think of the kind of think they'll be similar to the roar in that in a few months, you won't see many people doing them. <laughs> This has been an interesting concern because I, I do agree that this is something that is not going to be uh, the, the main way that people get treasure in the long run. I think that the risk of leaving your ship uh, kind of on the surface without someone uh, kind of keeping an eye on it is is a tough ask for most people who can go out and do a vault. But I will say that vaults were the same concern and people don't seem to be stopping on those either. So I think the lack of a voyage required to do the shrines and the relative payout that you get based on the, the amount of effort required would still kind of present shrines as a good way to get some treasure, uh, especially if you're doing order souls emissaries um that seems to be the best in my opinion just given the nature of being able to do uh one of the shrines especially if you find a a coral message bottle doing one of the shrines and getting one of those listerine bottles the red listerine bottle bases at 8k the emerald one is 6k and the sapphire if i recall is 4k so that's that's a fair amount of gold for one item including what you get from the shrine so you're expecting at least 20 pieces for the regular uh shrine as well uh let's see we've got uh the VA 
which is a, a Canadian. He's a Canadian podcaster and a voiceover artist out there. Um, he wrote in, says, loving the shrines. They're so much fun. I actually like them over the fortresses. I don't blame you. Personal Coffee wrote in, says, I really like them. I find the shrines very interesting and accessible. The season pass has been rewarding and the events are fine. I still think we have too many throwaway titles for seasons though i do agree titles don't really sway me anymore i think we need to figure out something else for that uh evil morpheus rodent says very happy with the content the emissary cosmetics looking amazing some of the shrines are amazing while the others are just all right the treasury battle is all right not too hard for a solo sloop all in all i would give this update a solid b super pack or no excuse me uh Jeff Pegleg Perez, uh, or Paranormal uh, Leg Perez, this this October month, uh, wrote in, says, I was pleasantly surprised at the variety of shrines. I mostly expected them to be similar experiences. I enjoyed the new voyage, but it doesn't offer anything for replayability. I like the new weekly trials. Do not like the overall seasonal trials. And that's something that I wanted to touch on as well, too. I didn't think about it till now, but that was the feedback that I got from everyone. Thank you all so much for your thoughts. It really gave me a chance to get a good gauge on how everyone's liking. I think season four is probably the best that they've had next to the Pirate's Life update. But if you take out a Pirate's Life, I think season three was definitely one of the the lower ones. But considering they had so much content come in with a Pirate's Life, season three kind of sits on top for now. Season four right there. I want to see how the rest of the events play out for season four before I kind of give a final judgment. But I did want to talk about the trials because that was something that came in with this update uh, and it really kind of changed up the UI. And I really appreciate that. So let me take a break and we'll get into that. All right. So I said last topic was going to be the final item on today's docket. I'm putting in addendum. This is now the last item on today's docket. Let's talk about season four trials and deeds. We got a new UI refresh on trials and deeds. This is a concern that was brought in as a result of the first and second seasons. I think season three, everyone was kind of accepting that the trials and uh, deeds were going to be the normal ones that we were just going to see every single season and that they weren't going to change. That's all out of the window. Window, toss that off of the table. You don't need it anymore because we have a brand new UI experience and it's split up into three different things. So there's a weekly, a monthly, and a seasonal set of trials that are all going to be rotating. So every week, every Thursday at 10 a.m. UTC, which is 2 a.m. Pacific time, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. No clue what it is in Australia. I apologize. Why are you guys a weird number of hours away? Uh, so those are all going to reset on every Thursday, while the monthly trials are refreshed on the last thursday of the month at the same time so these are going to change out so keep an eye on them i think this week revolves around uh doing emissary stuff there's an emissary one there's a reaper one and i think there's something else but i can't remember what it is uh but you get a few of these and they're going to change so if you're looking to do these as far as i can tell there is nothing that you get outside of renowned uh for for your for your season pass to doing these so what I think is going to happen, and this is what I'm hoping happens, is that with season five, season six, they increase the amount of experience that it takes to complete seasons 
uh, from level one to level 100, and that we will have a more emphasis on these trials because each trial contains a certain number of deeds. And there's a little, little checklist that you kind of work through and each deed gives you a little bit of renown, but completing each of them kind of gives you a big chunk of renown. So I'm hoping that uh, as it gets a little bit tougher to go around and complete the season, uh, that trials will be a little more of a focus and that they maybe even start working in some of the cosmetics uh, for these into the the actual seasons and trials and stuff. So if you do a certain trial, you get the titles for that or you get a different cosmetic or something like that. It depends on how their, their workflow goes, if that's even possible. But I love that they went in, they changed up the different trials and that they aren't going to be the same trials for the entire season. Now, for the seasonal trials, those are going to be very tough to get because it's something like destroying 100 mermaid statues. Um, that's just one of the deeds in the season trial. So with those, expect that you're going to get those towards the end of the season when you actually start completing a majority of the stuff in the game from regular sailing around and stuff. But if you're just looking for something to do to give you a little bit of a kick off the island to say like, well, what are you going to work on? I don't know. What do you want to work on? Well, I don't want to work on any voyages. Well, let's just sail around as a reaper and we can work on some uh, trials while we go looking for different emissaries and work up that. This is going to be a good thing to kind of get your attention as we get different weekly things and different monthly things in and out. And maybe they can actually start tying in some of the monthly trials uh, with the deeds in those trials to coincide with the different events that they have going on. For example, we have the Fury of the Damned that's going to be going on for four weeks. So a monthly trial starting in October is great if it coincides with what you're going to be doing for that. So you can kind of get two birds with one stone in this instance. But overall, I really like what they're doing with this. Um, the UI is still a big mess though. And they did a good job with trials. I think that that is accessible. It is very clean how you have to approach it. You can get into the weekly very quickly and see what those are. You can get into the monthly very quickly and see what those are. Uh, but you don't have to get too deep. And when I mean too deep, I mean six or seven layers into the different tabs or the reputations to get into the common day or you know you don't have to go to your uh, pirate your reputation your trade company your commendations and the third page in the commendations to find out that one thing to just be able to track and see how many ships have i sunk maybe it's time we start looking at trackers uh, we have ways to track renown and different deeds and stuff like that I think a, a good way for us to help with some of these commendations is to be able to track them, to have a way that shows us a little list somewhere that's quickly accessible, either in the menu or on the actual UI for the main screen that allows us to say, hey, I wanna start keeping track of how many skeletons I've killed. So I want a little counter on my UI that shows this is how many skeletons I need to kill with fire before I get this commendation, or this is how many animals I need to capture before I get my merchant alliance commendation done or my pirate legend commendation done. And that way it kind of ties it into being able to have focus with the trials and with the deeds while also keeping track of the commendations. So I'm not trying to bounce between multiple ones to the point where I've literally just given up on the in-game UI. I've pulled up Sea of Thieves website. I've got two windows open side by side on my second monitor and I'm using those to track the commendations that I'm working on. Something like that would be nice because it's getting a little messy. I'm going to be honest and I think it's a good time 
now that we're getting closer towards you know year four i think we're on year four are we on year four getting up there god i can't i time is a flat circle uh we're getting close to the the anniversary of sea of thieves i think it's a great time to take all of the stuff that we've added to the game and try and see if there's a way that we can uniformly clean it up and make it a little more accessible to pirates so they don't get completely lost when they talk to lorena and she's like i need a commendation that's called this done and instead it tells you like you know exactly where to go and it, and it seems very clear i i could work on this if anyone wants me to talk to them let me know i'll help try and mock up some stuff on ways to kind of break it down if we need more tabs we just need more tabs then we just need we need to get more tabs we need to break it out uh and make it easier for you to get into those menus when you're actually sitting there instead of trying to find a safe place in the middle of nowhere where you're not going to get sunk to try and figure out what your commendation is so you can start working on that I think that's going to do it though, Pirates. Um, really good so far experience with season four. I think they've done a great job. Uh, this week starts the Fury of the Damned. So get out there, get smacking skeletons with your Briggsy sword or your Jackalooter uh, sword, Cutlass, whatever whatever you want to hit them with, hit them with it. Uh, and, and we'll jump in next week, hopefully with some lore, but also to talk about the event and how that's going, how, how I feel about it, what you have to do, things like that. So uh, Pirates, I think that's going to do it for this episode so check out the show notes if you want to uh, find all the links to the stuff that i talked about the links are going to be in there as well as contact information if you want to support me follow me on spotify like the the video on youtube subscribe to me on your podcatcher of choice uh, all of those help out the show i haven't had any itunes reviews in a long time uh, i would love to get some fresh reviews in there so that folks that are joining as a result of pirate's life have an idea that this is still a very active podcast and what you think about it so if you haven't done a review uh, i would really appreciate that if you have an apple account uh, if you have done a review thank you it means the world to me it's helped me uh, immensely um, it doesn't do anything as far as the rankings just listens do stuff for the rankings but that's beside the point it still helps inform pirates of what people think about the show in general without having to necessarily download all of the episodes to figure it out for themselves so i appreciate you guys helping me out on that uh, you can always support the podcast through keelhauled uh, head over to uh, the the um, patreon if you want to support monetarily that helps me out a ton it really you guys have no idea how much it really helps me it's it's a lot to pay for some of the software that i'm using for this stuff on a weekly basis without like a student account that i used to have that made it a lot cheaper because i was using the student stuff that's out the window but anyway contact information is in the show notes as well if you want to say hi reach me over on twitter at c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n you can always email the show c-a-p-t l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com or just head over to the discord and chat with me there if you want uh all of those are in there i'm looking forward to some of the games coming out if you want to talk about those we've got some channels like back for blood is coming to game so if you want to jump in for back to blood there's a channel in the discord just for that as well too so pirates i've been talking a lot that's gonna do it thank you i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves
Spark Shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart and their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing. Are you into the cyberpunk tabletop games or excited for cyberpunk 2077? Are you looking to brush up on the lore, stay up on all the latest news, and talk about the game when it comes out? Check out the Cyberpunk Lorecast, a show from Robots Radio with me, your host, Robots. We'll go over all the details you need to know about the world, characters, and story of cyberpunk. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.